Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, on today's episode, we are going to be predicting the 2024 high school recruiting rankings. Uh, So we'll do this via a snake draft. Ryan, you have the first pick here. All right. Uh, It's really always just between two teams nowadays. Um, And I'm going to go with Georgia. They're, They're number one already. For, for this upcoming class and they got three five stars already locked up um it's just can't go uh, go against kirby smart and the back-to-back national champs so took them yep so this is one of the easiest picks of the draft here then going yeah. second because it was just whoever you didn't take yeah exactly. so yeah i'm gonna be taking alabama number two um I, I know alabama has has edged out georgia the last three cycles But it's been close. And like you said, Georgia's off to a really good start this cycle. Now coming off of two straight national championships. So I also would have taken Georgia first by by a smidge, but uh, feel okay with Bama too. Yep. All right. So I'm going to go with Ohio State. Um, They already landed the number one receiver, uh, who is the number two overall recruit. They've already got four other four stars, and, and three of those are actually on the offensive line. So they're setting that up nice. Um, they've already made the top of lists, uh, for more than a handful of other five stars. And it just kind of feels like, you know, the back-to-back losses to Michigan and then the last second loss, uh, to Georgia and the playoff has kind of ignited a, a fire on the recruiting trail for Ryan day, but not much else you really need to say is you can pretty much peg the Buckeyes to have a top class every year. Yeah. I think those were kind of somewhat easy. One, two, three there. Four is oh, pretty yeah, easy snake- to me too snaking back yeah lsu yeah, so, so and similar yeah. similar to ohio state like kind of like no matter the Whoops. the coach or sit again i did i did ahead again. of ourselves <laughs> uh, but, well but no I, might as well show uh, it now <laughs> there you go we're, we're getting ahead but i'll stay i'll stick with lsu here so you know no matter the coach or situation similar to ohio state you know they can almost sleepwalk and, and get a top 10 class given their talent around them and the program prestige but overall, I'm kind of hopping in, hopping on the Brian Kelly wagon. Um, year one was a great success with mo- a lot of pieces coming back. You know, 2023 on the field looks promising. Uh, I think he's going to turn that into a top recruiting class. They've already landed eight four-star commits for next year's cycle. Um, they finished, what, fifth overall last year. And I just don't see why they couldn't potentially match that this year. Yep, I think we all agree on the top four there. Yeah, but uh, fifth here, the the podcast listeners uh, are going to be very surprised. Yes, <laughs> but the YouTube viewers might already know it's Texas number five. I gave that away, but uh, yeah, I, they were third last year, fifth the year before, and these are high school recruiting rankings that we're talking about. Sark just has them rolling recruiting wise. If things fall apart on the field, I guess there's there's some risk here. You know, it's not like Sark would be 100% safe, but I think they're going to be a good team. And so I, I didn't have to think too much about putting them fifth here. There was no one else I really strongly considered. Fair enough. All right. So at number six, um, I went with Notre Dame. It, it's a little bit of a bold pick here for Notre Dame. But if you look at last year, they finished um, 11th overall in the rankings and that was, you know, they only had like 23 recruits in their total class and the teams in front of them all had like 25, 26. So just a few extra more guys they would have signed. They probably could have jumped up to the, you know, into this kind of range, the six area. So they're already off to a good start 
Um, they're a third currently right now. I know they were off to a hot start last year, but they, I, I like what they have coming back. I think they're going to field another good team. The beginning of last year on the field was a little question, little questionable, but then Marcus Freeman finished strong. So I think things are still going in the right direction. I like him on the recruiting tra- trail. So Notre Dame, I feel, is going to have a good, very good recruiting class. And number seven, I went bold. I, I took Auburn. Uh, I'm high yeah. on Hugh Freeze. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I know. It's, no, I well, was going to have him high too. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm bullish, but I'm curious to hear your case because I would have struggled lower, to pick but, him this high over some of the some of the other more sure things. Yeah. But let's. Hear I it. think Auburn just really means business right now, man. Like they um, did not, we're not happy with the previous coach. They were doing everything they could to get rid of him. Now they got their guy. Now this is it, and this is going to be his first full recruiting classes, which is for a lot of coaches it ends up being their best. And for Auburn, they've had consistent top 10 classes in the past. Gus Malzahn did that even at the end of his tenure. He was pulling in some top 10 classes all the time. So it's not like Auburn can't do it. And Hugh Freeze is a good recruiter. They're going to throw a lot of money at NAL. First recruiting class. I just think there's a lot of, you know, maybe playing time, there'll be more availability. I just think there's a lot of reasons why it could have a very, very good year on on the recruiting front. Yeah. No, I I can't disagree with anything you said there. It, it's bold, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. It would not. Yeah. So interesting pick there. Number eight here, I am going to go with Oklahoma. Uh, they were eighth a couple of years ago in a transition class under Brent Venables, and then last year fourth. So he has elevated their recruiting to a level that even Lincoln Riley struggled struggled to reach. They're coming off of a bad season, but I think they're going to be much better this year. So I think with some progress on the field, Venable's really good recruiting staff will be able to keep things going. Mm-hmm. All right. Shifting over to Oregon, the the Ducks, they landed a top 10 class this past year with Dan Lanning, uh, and they, they actually dipped into Texas and got a lot of talent. But you know their NIL and recruiting pitches have won over the guys that the Southern California schools would normally get. Uh, they won a couple battles over over SC. They've already got commits uh, from five four stars, a couple of those in the top 100. And if you look at their top target list of, of guys, um, and m- most of them kind of sit in the top 150, they're sitting in a you know decent to good position on most of them. Certainly think they'll close out uh, on some, and they should definitely be in line for uh, a top Pac-12 class. And so that kind of leads me to USC. Uh, they, they're going to, I think they're going to be neck and neck for the top class. I guess USC is going to be leaving the conference mm-hmm. soon, but, but the Trojans, you know, they didn't have an insane recruiting class this past year, but still, you know, top 10 ish, uh, now with Lincoln Riley's feet under him in LA with the move to the big 10 coming up, not to mention, you know, a Heisman winner with Caleb Williams coming back this year. So the on-field success should be, should be there. And the word is that the collectives are, are kind of coming along. So I think SC could definitely have a very strong class, um, especially when you've got five-star quarterback Malachi Nelson in this most recent class. He would be poised to take over for Caleb Williams. Um, you can pitch to, to guys to, to develop uh, around him. I guess the only thing I'm overall curious about Lincoln Riley is if he can get the defensive and kind of line talent because we know he can recruit and, and develop the, the uh, skill talent. Yeah. Yeah, the that's what kind of carried this this recruiting class for 2023 for USC was the offensive yeah. side of the ball and 
as and when we release this, Deuce Robinson might have announced his commitment. He's considering, I think, primarily Georgia and USC. So if USC gets him, then yeah, you're right. They they did creep into the top ten, but uh, we'll see there. Um, okay, back to me. Number eleven, I'm taking the U, Miami. Again, I this I don't feel great about this. My last couple picks are, are coming off of of disappointing seasons, yeah. but you know, it's just Mario Cristobal is just a maniac of a recruiter. <laughs> and of course, Miami has NIL behind them. So I'm hoping that even if they do have another kind of disappointing season, that just those two factors will still carry them, you know, near the top ten. And and the upside is huge because if if things do work out, then you know they they can threaten top five if if there's yeah. enough progress shown on the field. So, yeah, yeah hard, to draw, hard hard to have Miami drop too far below this with all the money that uh, Ruiz is throwing out there. Yeah, no, they're not going to go much lower than that. Um, all right, I'm staying in the uh, ACC for me. I'm going to go with Clemson at number twelve. Um, they finished tenth last year, um, but they haven't finished worse than tenth since 2017. Um, and that was really hmm. just because their class was so small. Um, so, I mean, they've had some very, very good classes recently. And so, you know, what are they? I got them. I picked them at 12 here and they, they're always bringing in top 10 classes recently. They're sitting at 14th right now, but you know, it's early. So yeah, I feel very good that they'll could finish top 12, um, or better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good, well, I mean, now it feels like every team you pick at this point, yeah. you're like, they'll probably finish better than this. Yeah. Feel good about that one. Okay. Oh, my bad. Back my, to you, Ryan. Yeah, another orange. This was they played each other in the bowl game, I believe, right? Uh, the Tennessee. <laughs> yes, there it is. That's right. It was all orange. Uh, Tennessee at thirteen. They were ninth last year. Uh, Josh Heupel, great, great, great season. Um, I don't know. I just I think they'll just have a really good season again. I think they have a good team, fun offense, defense keeps getting better. There's just positive momentum around the program. Obviously, the NIL deals are doing pretty well for them. Just at 13th, they're going to, that's not like too good for them. I, maybe some Tennessee fans might even be disappointed with that if you tell them. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, back to me. Uh, this, yeah, we're at the point of the draft where every every fan base that's getting picked right now is, yeah. is, is thinking they're going to finish better. And I'll yeah. talk about that at the end of the podcast. I, I agree with them. Uh, number 14, Penn State. They're they're often in this range under James Franklin, but they'll sometimes crop up and and threaten the top five. I think mm-hmm. everything's kind of headed in the right direction right now on the field. Just coming off of a ten and two season, got a lot of of, of quality players coming back. They should be easily preseason top ten. Um, just more positive vibes. Like last year, Franklin was coming off of some some down years, and the fans were kind of eh, you know they extended him, but are we happy about that extension? I think last year settled things down a bit so hopefully things are a little bit easier on the recruiting trail indeed all right so we're going to texas a&m and the aggies are a hard one here at number 15 they're they're a wild card um they could obviously have a top five class um you know, we, we saw them have the number one class a couple years ago or they could be outside the top 20 I, a, a lot really seems to be riding on the field this year for jimbo um, I personally think they're going to turn it around uh, with Bobby Petrino calling the offense. But, you know, the, the overall question is how much will they turn it around? Uh, the defense should be strong. So I think if if the those two units can kind of match this year and on-field success 
you know, comes to fruition, it could lead to a really strong class and it would show stability for Jimbo and maybe all the Texas talent uh, wouldn't go to the Longhorns now that they're joining the fray in the SEC. And again, I, I like to look at the the top prospects on their their list that they have. They're warm on a lot of different five stars. So no matter the situation, it really does look like the NIL there in College Station uh, will still bring in the dudes. Yeah, and their class ranking last year was lower than you know, like they had a very high average rating yeah. Yeah. compared to where right. they ranked. They took a smaller class, so yeah, it's a good pick. And and then here. Uh, next we've got at number 16, Florida state and Ryan, you've, you've touched on this before. They're a program that they could or should be around the top 10, uh, a yeah. lot. They haven't really been that since the Jimbo days. Um, uh, but that means it's, it's not that long ago that they had those classes. Um, I think now that Mike Norvell had the breakout season this past year, got an extension. I think that he can parlay that into a strong class this year. We know they have a lot of potential on the field this year. Everyone's going to peg them as a top 10, maybe top five with all the production they have coming back. Um, If they are able to have a strong season, then I think picking them here at, what is it, 16, I think could be a potential steal um, as they could have a near top 10 class. Um, They already have five four stars and sitting fifth early on in the rankings. And I also, one thing that I kind of like to think about here and looking at like kind of their rivals or in the geographical area, maybe if the Gators, if they happen to have another down year, they could capitalize on the Florida talent that that is going to stay within the state. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. Florida state, they, they might be just getting back to that. And Miami might have another bad year. So, right. That's true. Oh boy. So (laughs) let's go to number 17. (laughs) This will be, I already have Miami. (laughs) Now I'm taking number 17, Florida. (laughs) I'm taking all these teams that struggle. Auburn. Yeah. Florida looks promising. But there's some downside potential here. Um, Yeah. This has major bust potential, Florida at 17, because Billy Napier could be two and done. Like if they have a bad season and, I'm not yeah. super confident in their quarterback play right now. Looks like as as we stand, Graham Mertz is the favorite to, to be the starter. Um, they lost some assistance this offseason as off season as well. But I'm just taking them for the upside because if they do take a step forward on the field, I'm a huge believer in Billy Napier as a recruiter. They finished um, 14th, I believe it was, with a small class last year. They're actually off to a good start this yeah. in, in the 2024 class. Three top 40 players already committed now committed is not signed but i took Mm -hmm. that into account a little bit so if they take a little bit if they take closer to 25 guys uh this offseason then they could easily be a top 10 class it seems like they hopefully learned their lesson with the the nil deal with with rashada but uh yeah there's this has some boomer bust potential Mm -hmm. yeah florida does no doubt about that um all right last pick of the draft at number 18 michigan so Listen to their final team rankings in the previous five years. Uh, 17, 9, 13, 10, 8. All those are much better than 18th. Um, well, 17th is one better. But anyhow, so that, those are just numbers that they're consistently bringing in really good classes, not not 18th classes. And so, you're, you know, I feel very, very confident Mission's going to finish at least 18th. Um, you know, especially when you consider all the recent success they've had, um, the yeah. past couple of years have been very, very good on the field. They're sitting third for this upcoming class, uh, already. They've got a lot, I think six, four stars at least already. And I don't know, to me, this was the easiest pick. Uh, I just looking back at what they've done recently. 
can't go wrong. No, they were the they're the only pick there. They're I, I think we would all bet heavily that Michigan would finish better than 18th, and that kind of brings me. Let's look at the full list here. If you're watching on on YouTube, and I think any if you're a fan of any team from like 10th through 18th, you're thinking we're probably underrating you. And like I said earlier, in a weird way, I think you're right. But because like if if instead of doing a draft. We were we for each of these teams set an over under as to where their their class would rank. Everyone on the list would kind of converge to the middle, like because if you go to the bottom of the list, let me pull it up again, and you look at um, like Michigan, right? We talked about yeah. obviously their over under would not be 18th; it would be yeah, something yeah. like 10th. 13th or something, yeah, 12th, whatever, whatever, yeah. And and so would Florida's. Florida's wouldn't be 17th; their over under would be better than that. They just and then yeah. if you go towards the top of the list like let's say lsu sure they could finish fourth but their over under might be sixth you know something a bit lower than fourth so you get the idea it's just that everyone we do decide to pick a winner and a loser yes we're having to pick at the top we're just having to pick those that are going to outperform at the bottom right we're having to pick those that'll be worse we're having to like get it out mike you can do it i know i'm having trouble wording this but we're having to pick those who will finish below what we expect their median to be. It's sort of weird to think about, but anyway. I know what you're trying to say, yeah. and I, mo- I think most yeah, of yeah. us do. Yeah. No, 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 I got you. Maybe but I should it, have I think... 20 seconds ago then. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> Probably. I, mean, yeah. I think it just shows kind of the, there's a, it seems like some more Put the list up again, it's, Mike. It's not like, it's not like. It's not a clear, like, here's the order of, of what the top 10 is going to be, and that's it. Like, honestly, from, like, what, 5th through, like, 18, like, they could all be jumbled up, and you wouldn't be surprised. It's not like, yes. oh, there's the top yeah. 10 and everyone else. Like, it is a, it's a deep, it's deeper now. I, I agree with Trey. I thought at 5, you could really just, to me, there's a clear top 4. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and LSU, I think that's just they're going to be top four. Like the least you feel most confident they'll be top four. I could anybody, somebody uh, else could s- sneak up. Yeah. Someone probably will, but, but yeah, those yeah. were the, definitely the four I would choose. I, I, I felt comfortable at fifth Texas too, but yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if they just don't have a good year, they have some downside potential. So, you yeah, know, I could, I could see them slipping a little bit because they've had some classes that aren't top five top, you know, not even near that. So Yeah. I think there's of, three uh, schools that we we need to talk about that might be upset that they're not on the list. Ooh, um, okay. Well, Ryan, you and I, I don't know where Michael had him. Ryan, you and I were close on South Carolina. I think you I actually him. they were my 18th. I actually okay. was I, I I got crazy. I dropped out uh A&M. I think, okay, yeah. I think it could be bad on okay. field and just tanks. I had South Carolina 19th. Um so I had them right there cuz they're off to a good start. So that's yeah. no doubt that's good. The other two that are just like we've got new blood and maybe it's too bold but like Colorado and Wisconsin. Like Wisconsin doesn't normally pull mm. in, you know, the top 15 yeah. class, but with Luke Fickle like that culture's changing. It'll be interesting to see where they fall and then we obviously know how good of a recruiter Dion can be. It'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I didn't even consider Colorado, but that's interesting. Maybe I should. I I wouldn't put them in my top eighteen, I, but no, I wouldn't either. But they were on the fringe. I think I maybe. I don't know if they're gonna have enough. You know, like you're right. I mean, that could be. But that could be both. That's true. You got to consider transfers for them. Yeah, yeah. 
But this was, Trey, I think we both said, though, this was in a different order, but these were the top 18 on our big board. Yeah. The, the way this we draft turned out. So, yep. I'm kind of a little surprised, like just based off who he is. Like, we're not even, none of us really even considered Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss to be in a top 18. Because you know? he's, this, he's gone heavy transfer portal. So, yeah. Um, yeah. They'll be, they'll be still good, surprising. but yeah. Yeah. They'll be right around, you know, 20th or so, I'm sure. But, uh, I don't know, like Where what were they last year? I don't think they were top eighteen last year. Yeah, I can tell. I'll try to tell you in two seconds. Okay, uh, they were. Whoa, where are they? They took a lot of transfer. They were. They might have been like twenty seventh. I don't know. Yeah, they had a lot of transfer. Twenty eighth. Really having to scroll. Twenty eighth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, any other final thoughts, or should we should we close out here? Over under on Nebraska. Where do they go? Matt Rule. <laughs> Big. <laughs> That big recruiting week. Why don't, why don't you set the over under, Ryan? Twenty five. I'll like say they always. do better. Okay. I. It's hard to predict they'll do better than twenty five. Yeah, that's I. that's. Do we get Raiola? That's pretty much that's the question. Do we get? Yeah, Dominic, yeah, that's uh, true. Not Dominic, but son. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. we get him, we'll do better than twenty five. All right. Well, let us know in the comments below uh, your thoughts on our rankings here, any disagreements you had. And if you're telling us that uh, that your team was was too low, that you think they should be whatever, however many slots higher, tell us who you think needs to move down because that's sort of the tough part. Yep. Um, but thanks for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time.